Well, hello, Clearview. My name is Lawrence. Can I ask you a question? How many of you would say that you are a person of routine? What? Oh yeah, I like routine. I love it. Others of you, are you kidding? My life is nothing like a routine. Well, there was an article from Northwestern Medicine. It's titled, The Health Benefits of Having a Routine. So these people seem to think it's a good idea. Bottom line is they say this, people are creatures of habit. <laughs> are you? I know I lean that way, I like to be. And routines offer a way to promote health, says the article, and wellness through structure and organization. And having a routine can greatly improve your health. Well, who knew? Many people who don't have any type of routine, they say suffer from these things, stress, poor sleep, poor eating, poor physical condition, even an ineffective use of time. So that last one, I thought that makes sense. Routines can help with that, can't they? Well, routines don't have to be boring, they say. They can actually be fun. And so when we do them, says the article, it provides these benefits, better stress levels, better sleep, and overall better health. Okay, routines. Let's transition. Today, we're gonna read a story in the Bible about a man who had one amazing routine. As you listen to the story with me, why don't you be the judge as to whether or not you think this man's routine was helpful or not. The story is found in the Bible. It's in the Older Covenant, the Older Testament, and it's called Daniel chapter six. Here we go. It pleased Darius to appoint 120 satraps. Satraps, what's that? It's a governor, okay, a leader. It pleased Darius to appoint 120 governors to rule throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. The governors were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss. Okay, the king is taking care of himself and his kingdom, so he organizes. Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities. Are you catching a glimpse of who Daniel is? That the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Did you get it? 120, three to oversee them. Daniel stands out to the king above all of them. How did the rest of them feel? Look at verse four. At this, the administrators and satraps, they didn't like it. They tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they couldn't do it. They could find no corruption in him. Why? Listen to this, because he was trustworthy. He wasn't corrupt or negligent. Have you ever noticed that sometimes get people get a bee in their bonnet? You ever, they just, they're trying to get somebody else? I think it's often due to jealousy and feelings of insecurity within themselves. Verse five, finally, these men said, we're never gonna find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel. Never, unless we know how to do it. It has something to do with the law of his God. Wow. 
So these administrators and governors, check this out. They went as a group. You'll hear that again. They went to the king as a group. May King Darius live forever. The royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors. Oh, listen to this. Oh, we've all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce this decree that anyone who prays to a god or human uh, during the next 30 days, except to you, O oh majesty, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Oh, we all agree. Verse 8. Now, your majesty, issue the decree. Put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius, just like he did it. He put the decree in writing. Okay, now here comes a turning point, friends. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and he prayed, here it is, here it is, giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. What's your default routine? Daniel had one. Verse 11, so these men then went as a group. You see that again? And they found Daniel praying. And what was he doing? Asking God for help. So they went to the king and spoke to him about his royal decree. Didn't you publish a decree during the next 30 days that anyone who prays to any God or human being except you, your majesty, would be thrown into the lion's den? Oh, and the king answered, the decree stands in accordance with the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. And they said to the king, we got him, Daniel who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, your majesty. Just pause for a minute. That's very, I find that very curious. Pays no attention to you? That's interesting. He was one of three men chosen over 120 others because he does pay attention with excellence. That's what we read earlier. He pays no attention to you, your majesty, nor does he pay attention to the decree that you put in writing. He still prays three times a day. And when the king heard this, what? how did he feel? He was greatly distressed. He was determined to what? Rescue Daniel. Check that out. And he made every effort until sundown to save Daniel. Would you get this with me? Here's the king, the king, he's the head, who now finds himself unable to do anything? We're gonna talk a little bit about that later. Verse 15, then the men, they went, here it is the phrase again, as a group, they stuck together. They went to King Darius and said to him, remember your majesty, that according to the law of the Medes and Persians, no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed. It's almost like, ah, 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 you said, you said. So the, the king gave the order. He's distressed. They brought Daniel and they what? Threw him 
into the lion's den. And the king said to Daniel, Daniel, may your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. Even he knew of Daniel's routine. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and the rings of the nobles. Why? So that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Oh my goodness, the king returned to his palace. Again, how's the king feeling right now? He spent the night, he couldn't eat. He had no entertainment being brought to him. Why? He couldn't sleep. He's in turmoil because of what's going on here. At the first light of dawn, the king got up. What did he do? He hurried where? He booked it to the lion's den. And he came near the den with all hope inside. He called Daniel, Daniel in an anguished voice. Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel? And all of a sudden, a voice is raised. May the king live forever, Daniel answered. Can you notice the respect, the reverence given still? Now, come on, think of this with me. How many of you would say, oh yeah, you son of a gun, you better believe I'm still here and you just wait till I get out of here. Oh no, no, not Daniel. He's been thrown into a chamber of death and the very man who put him there He's now speaking with respect and honor and dignity. Now that is incredible. Here's the explanation, verse 22. My God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. They haven't hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight. Nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. Friend, are you in a lion's den? What trouble are you facing today? Let me go there right now and say to you these words. God is able to save you. He's able to stop your enemies. He's able to protect you from those who are trying to hurt you. Can I tell you this? Like the king saw Daniel, our God sees the true you and he knows your heart. <laughs> why did God do this for Daniel? Oh, the Bible tells us, you know why? Because Daniel trusted in his God. Verse 23. The king, having listened to Daniel, he was now overjoyed. Oh, this is incredible. I didn't sleep. I didn't eat. I had no entertainment. I was in turmoil all night long. He was overjoyed. What did he do? Daniel, get him out of that den. Bring him out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, what? No wound. Nothing was found on him. Why? Why? Because Daniel trusted in his God. Uh, at the king's command, now listen, not Daniel's, remember his attitude? At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in into the lion's den. Oh, listen to this, along with their wives and their children, ouch. 
And before they even reached the floor of the lion's den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all of their bones. Then King Darius wrote to all the nations and people of every language in all the earth, may you prosper greatly. He's now, he's, this, here's a decree. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence who? The God of Daniel. For he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues. He saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and even on the earth. And he has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. Watch this next one. Ready for it? So Daniel prospered. Ah, come on. He prospered during the reign of Darius and during the reign of Cyrus, the Persian. Lord, would you add a blessing to the reading and hearing of your word? What a story, my friend. So what? What does that mean to me? What, what takeaway can we, uh, can we go with today? Sometimes people will try to find charges against you. Some of you are in that right now. You know it. Others of you are saying, man, life has been pretty good. I hope it keeps going good. But objectively, you know, there's sometimes people want to find charges against us and they're not even true and they're just simply out to get us. I want you to know that the forces of evil presented, here it is, in political religious combination. I said I'd talk to you about this. Political religious combinations can be very, very powerful. What? How do we know that? Even the king, the top dog of the land, the decrees, they had tied him up in a knot such that the king couldn't even do anything. What? How can that happen when political combination with religious attitudes and spirits get together, all hell can break loose. Some will lie just to get their way. Daniel pays no attention to your majesty. Come on, you know it. We said it already. That's a flat out lie. He paid incredible attention to the king, so much so that he was distinguished himself among all others. Well, I got some great news. Can I give you some good news? The king knew the truth about Daniel's character, and God knows the truth about yours and mine. And he also knows the true character about those who seek to take us out. That's good. Verse 10, three times a day, he got down on his knees and he prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. Friend, oh, again I ask you and me both, what's our routine? Even after the king put Daniel into the lion's death, he resorted to his default routine. What is that? Trust in God. A person of character, respect, loyalty, and still, ready for this? Submission to authority. Wow, is that ever, does that ever stand out? <laughs> Once again, 
What is it that you're facing, my friend? Some of you are in the den. You're scared. And some of you feel like you're, you don't know what in the world you're gonna do. I have the solution for all of us. Are you ready? Here's, here is the solution. It's our God. There is supernatural protection for all of us who trust in God as evidenced by giving thanks, what? Even in the middle of our hardship. And instead of living in fear, resentment, hurt, revenge, bitterness, anxiety, come on. Oh, why don't we make it our routine? Ready? It's Thanksgiving weekend. Ready for it? Let's do what Daniel did. Let's make it our routine to give thanks to God. Psalm 92 verse 1 says, It is good to give thanks to the Lord, even to sing praises to the Most High. Would you consider with me making this our routine? Friends, thanks for listening to a story that's renowned, really, in the Old Testament, in the Bible. I'd hate to miss the opportunity for you, like Daniel, to put your trust in Almighty God. Why don't you take the time to receive Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life? It's very easy for you to make this happen. From your heart, why don't you just pray to God with me like this? Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I turn away from my sin, come into my life. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, those of you who reached out to God in prayer, I want to, know, I want to tell you something. God has heard you and he has forgiven you. The Bible says you've been, been born again, been made brand new. Go ahead and tell somebody of your decision. Clearview, there's all kinds of good churches in the area. Tell someone at Clearview Community Church, let us help you in your next steps, in your incredible journey, in trusting in this incredible God as your Lord and your Savior. Come on, allow me to bless you. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the God whom you serve routinely rescue you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week.